Hello and welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Deputies, a podcast run by two deputy heads living on opposite sides of the country. Steve, how's your week been, mate? Hello, everybody. Uh, lovely to be back so soon. Uh, negatives and positives this week, I'd say, and uh, the usual termly trough of going up and down. Uh, positives for me being that I had a brilliant uh, trip out with some of the children in the Upper Key Stage 2 for an inter-Kent uh, athletics tournament really brilliant to see children shine and it was taking out the the non-obvious so-called sporty children yet giving everyone a uh, determination to succeed and it was teamwork at its best it really was brilliant um negatives being that it was a busy week this week with an inset on a monday fantastic inset day just meant there was four days instead of five to get the work done which can always be a challenge nice. how about you russell yeah yeah all right steve pretty good week um you know, it's been one of those really hectic weeks with lots of things going on. There's been lesson observations and all sorts going on in the school, but just a really uplifting week. You can just see how hard everybody's working and how that's really paying off with the children. Um, and I just love Fridays for me. My timetable is great on a Friday because I get to um, have a reading group with some year sixes and we're looking at the book Packs at the moment, which is a real deep read, but it's fantastic. And I do a bit of mentoring. Um, I had a bit of one-to-one time with a child doing some math. So Fridays are great for me. So yeah, I ended the week on a high, Steve. And then uh, a pupil bought me a lovely card at the end of the, the week to me for being kind, which is nice. So yeah, great week. Fantastic. I must say, I've had a couple of positives similar to that myself. My pupil premium group that I work with, I'm the champion of pupil premium. All right. had a brilliant session on a Thursday afternoon, just sitting in the library on the big bean bags, doing one-to-one reading. And it's oh, the expression that you get from the children and the mm. joy in reading. That's where you see the impacts coming in. And uh, we've just got an arrangement now for uh, my own little dog to come in on a termly basis to read with the younger children uh, no. something I've, i think could be an excellent intervention and just raise their self-esteem and a different shout out going on russell we've yeah. just cracked over 700 members in our facebook group wowee that's pretty impressive steve <laughs> amazing so thank you to everyone listening out there and thank you for being part of our group we really are unique in that our members are so active and they really do give a buzz in the group it's much appreciated thanks everybody and just reflecting you know this was a summer holiday idea me and steve just a couple of months ago and suddenly now we've got over 700 people on facebook well over a thousand on twitter um over 500 listeners on the podcast so just thank you very much it's really encouraging and it's just giving steve and us uh, steve and i just a really fun platform to learn from each other and from others and and be really creative so thank you and thank you if you've connected with us it's been a really good start so we've had a couple of podcasts so far, haven't we, Steve, on well-being, and they've been great and they've been quite full-on and heavy. And this week, we just thought we're mid-November. Um, people start to get a bit worn out and tired, sometimes a bit down in the dumps. And we just really wanted a podcast to give people an opportunity to reconnect with what it was that their um, reason for doing what they do is. And uh, we've been we've been putting some things out on Facebook, Steve, about this, haven't we? Yeah, we have, and I think you're so true. Uh, one common expression I heard this week is I come in when it's dark and I leave when it's dark mm. and that can create that negative cycle of why am I doing this job? We don't, mm. we're not in it for the money. We know that we're not in it for the money. <laughs> so it's just reconnected with the reasons that we made that first application to university or for the PGCE. And then we went on to our first teaching job. Why do we do it? And I've got two excellent uh, responses here that I just want to share with you. Mm. Um, 
they come from very different ethos really in terms of right. why they joined the teaching profession yet both people the outcome is the same that they wanted to have that profound effect on the children they work with in the future okay. and one said that they had a very negative experience when they're in school mm. and they wanted to show the children now um who think or have been told that they're not capable that they can actually do it and i think that uh, resembles the experience one person's had um, probably from primary school where there was a negative connotation from teachers mm. and that, that uh, drive to succeed despite being told that you're not capable. Um, and I think that's a lovely sentiment to go with that education is for everyone, not just for those who are capable. Yeah. So it's a, a fantastic reason to get into teaching and something that we should all ha really harness because we, are, we differentiate daily. Um, yeah. It's making sure that education is accessible and there's a lovely reason as to why people get into education in the first place. Well, that's a great one, isn't it? I mean, if you've had that kind of negative experience of school, it would be very easy to never want to step foot mm. back in a school. So to actually want to give young people a different experience, I think it's amazing. And, um, you know, I'm sure those sorts of teachers will have enormous amounts of empathy and be able to reach some of those children that perhaps um otherwise might go unnoticed that's amazing yeah i mean i remember myself i had to move down south from uh just uh, up above uh, london and it was all because when i was first looked into um with hyperactivity an amazing comment from a doctor that's always stuck with me was uh you're too active so we've got large fields around here just go for a run i remember my parents being so disillusioned with that being yeah. the solution that they actually moved down to an area where hopefully I get better support. And it's always stuck with me that by getting better support, it opens avenues for me. So mm. I, can, I can exactly see what this person's talking about when they said their school experience negative, but the positive is that they've now got a chance to so prove that for everyone. Yeah, so you mentioned hyperactivity. Were you, were you diagnosed with ADHD, Steve? <laughs> Indeed I was, yeah. And it's uh, definitely something that I, I followed through with school. Having seen children in a similar um, situation to me at school. I've even got a boy who... I swear is like a mini me at yeah. the school at the moment and uh, or, I can really relate that. to them <laughs> indeed <laughs> I can really relate to them and it's that uh, they uh, explain it to the teaching staff and the support staff at school as to what he's going through because you just want to make it easier because I know how difficult it was for myself uh, so yeah it's a lovely experience and we're very fortunate to be in that situation where we can relate to children and help boost their self-esteem their confidence as well as their academics it is and you, you used uh, an interesting expression you said he reminds you of a bit of a mini me and i wonder for the teachers out there how many of you at some point in your career have seen a child and and it's really kind of resonated you've almost it's almost been like having a flashback and seeing you in the past and i just think our children need such a variety of teachers don't they 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 don't need a one-size-fits-all because they they're going to relate to someone at some point in their childhood in a way that um they they don't with every other teacher which is a special thing really isn't it exactly that russ and i think that brings me on to the the other one that st uh, stood out for me is yeah. in the reason to get into teaching someone said that they had one teacher at school who had such a profound effect on them that it's made them feel that there would be an amazing opportunity to be that person for someone else. Yeah. But I think you're exactly right. We, we need this differential of teaching staff that not everyone is cut and molded into the same teacher Yeah. because it's within that, that you can actually see children across the board really resonate and relate to one teacher in particular who gives them the 
opportunities to succeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I share one, Steve? So, yeah, um, I wanted to share this one because it just reminded me of a secondary teacher that I remember having a chat with. So, someone put quite simply, it's never boring. It's sharing and imparting knowledge, and I just it's really interesting kind of like succinct summary of their their view. It's that it's just never boring. It's 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 that learning environment that they love. I had a a secondary teacher called Mr. Wolf. If by some miracle he's listening, just a big shout out to you, Mr. Wolf. You were a great a great English teacher, and he said to me, um, I remember asking him why did you want to be a teacher and I guess I was readying myself for the really profound reason about how he wanted to change children's lives and he he just really honestly just said um Russell it's none of those reasons I can't I you know I can't make it up it's not it's not to make some amazing difference to some child's life although I'm sure he did he just said (laughs) to be honest I bet he said that in his statement (laughs) exactly he just said he just said to be honest Russell the real reason was that I absolutely love learning and I just didn't want to stop and I just thought well okay it doesn't sound quite as noble as I want to inspire children and change their lives but what a a lovely a lovely reason in itself that he just loved learning and he wanted to keep on learning and in a way although he might not have got into it specifically to inspire and and change lives. Well, he did because of that love of learning and that um, just that honest uh, approach that he took to his teaching. So if you are hearing it by some sort of miracle, uh, Mr. Wolf. Uh, you were you were a great teacher and you did inspire me and your love of learning did come across. So so thank you for that. It was a noble reason to get into the profession was to want to continue to learn yourself. Um any others sort of standing out for you, Steve, or other angles people are coming in from? There was one more that I would love to actually just read straight from the Facebook page. Uh, it's such a beautiful um, example of why we get into teaching. Mm. And he said, uh, I, I do it for several reasons. The first goes back to my childhood. Mm. When I first got into school, I held teachers in really high regard, something that I don't think is true now at the moment, mm. uh, because they obviously had to know everything in order to teach us. And that's something, particularly for us primary teachers, mm. when people talk to me now, I, uh, I go into shops. Uh, I was in a shop uh, recently buying some clothing and until the assistant said, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a deputy head teacher. He said, do you teach? And I was like, yeah, still got a teaching commitment. Uh, what subject do you teach? And when I said everything, yeah, uh, we, we teach everything. He was kind of blown away and taken aback as if to say, what, you're not pigeonholed into one subject? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, no, 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 that's within our profession. This is how we, we impart knowledge. We teach mm. and have a relationship with the children. But anyway, yeah. back to this. Um, quite and then he said, that. sir, there's a massive queue. Can we start this now? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, this uh, this is the fifth time this week. I don't need to hear about your teaching anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, the, the person continued. said, when I was in year five, still with this perception of most teachers, uh, being held in high regard, I had the chance to support younger children at lunch times myself, and I utterly loved it. That was when I knew it was uh, what I was wanted to do, and then uh, it never changed after work experience at my old primary school and returned there again after my GCSEs and A levels. The biggest reason I continue doing the job is the relationships with the kids. I just thought that's so lovely. Yeah, um, lovely. We get children returned to our school uh, in year nine and ten. They're coming in on inset days because they still. Yeah. Uh, hold the school and I think that's when you know you've got something special when yeah. children leave and years after they still want to return to see familiar faces sure yeah. but yeah. they they feel part of that school family and yeah. that is when it 
you think this is what we're doing is special. And I think relationships is an amazing one because I think some people do get into mm. it for relationships or some people, perhaps like me, you get into it for a whole bunch of reasons, really. You know, I, I love learning. I think I want to inspire people. I, I think I want to make learning fun, da, 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 da. But the relationships bit for me, I suppose, came through discovery, really, because you kind of don't know what that feeling of those connections is going to be like until you actually do the job and for me I remember I started my career in a in a really tough school and that was in special measures in a, 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 a tricky area and oh that was just really hard work but amazing and then when I came and worked at your school with you the first class I got were just lovely you had taught them as well they were just gorgeous children weren't they and they were just one of those classes that you could do so Absolutely. much with and have so much fun with but when I got to the end of that first year with them and to be honest, they presented no challenging behaviours whatsoever for me, ever. Um, I have to say, I was almost <laughs> I was almost a bit, like, put out because I'd had to use my behaviour. You were bored. <laughs> I was a little bit bored. Yeah, I had to use those behaviour <laughs> strategies so much in my first school and build those relationships that I found that I'd got a bit rusty with my teaching because you end up playing it a bit safe sometimes, don't you, when you've got a class that nice? And the head got me in for a chat and she said, <laughs> right next year Russell I'm giving you giving you this cohort and it, 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 I need you to sort them out I think was her expression and I just remember being so excited again and it was almost like that was the moment that reminded me or or, or gave me the sense of purpose that this is this is why I'm in it personally it doesn't have to be everyone else's reason but for me I love connecting with those more challenging classes. I know it's hard work. I know there'll be people out there having those classes at the moment thinking, what is he on about? But for me, I, I've always got a buzz out of working with those children that at first are a bit disengaged from learning and don't believe they can do it because I just think the long-term satisfaction of working with those children is amazing. I think, put simply, the lows are lower and the highs are higher, aren't they, with classes like that? And... Uh, Oh, for me, you know, I ended up having them for a year and then and then a second year because we just got on so well. And, you know, I remember when I left the school, just one of the parents said to me, never underestimate w what you've achieved with with this class. And that that for me was just, yeah, just summed up what it was about for me. And I think we have to reconnect with that feeling, don't we? We have to reconnect with what is it? I got into this job for or what is it I really love about this job? And we can we can lose touch with it when things are busy, can't we, Steve? Absolutely. And it comes back to, I said I was doing, doing inset day on Monday. Um, we were looking at this reconnection with why we do the job, because when there's so many negatives in our field from uh, the workload that we're getting, uh, increasing, the threat of Ofsted coming in, we're getting bashed publicly in the press and there are constant changes. Uh, we look at a new curriculum, we just get used to things. And that's a real... Um, danger for leadership in changing things too regularly that we all become disillusioned with the job and think why do we do this yeah and when you think how much of a fun job it actually is and the difference you can make and that's why we come up with the uh, title make make an impact education because we all make that impact and it's oh, yeah. about being an inspiring teacher and the one thing we felt was not on the list essentially for outstanding teaching but it's so vital to our job is that passion for the job. Yeah. And when you hear about your experience with this challenging class, I remember your bug hotel, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still living in the school. Is and it? it's that memory for the children of that. You get, what other jobs do you get to make a bug hotel with the children and for them to really bring it on as an essential piece of their learning? 
yeah. it's a brilliant opportunity. Yeah. It's just a tip of the iceberg. So to explain explain that reference, when I found out I was going to be working with this class, they were a very noisy, busy, active class. And the idea was that to bond with them, me and my new TA were going to take them down the bottom of the field and just have a completely mad um, gathering of sticks and bits <laughs> of wood and build this bug hotel. And I think... It is being brave and taking those risks with children like that, isn't it? And just saying, do you know what? They need this. And then there was something about trust there in terms of me saying, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I probably did a bit of stern <laughs> talking throughout that activity <laughs> to people that were trying to, you know, climb on top of greenhouses and things. But it, there was something about the bonding and the trust through an experience that that, that just set us off on a really good course. Steve, you mm. mentioned um, a minute ago, all those exterior factors that can make the, 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 the job a bit naff, you know, all those pressures. Do you think we've got a choice whether to be sucked into all that? Do you think we've got a choice whether to let that stuff dominate us? Or do you think it's kind of inevitable it's going to get on top of us and beat us? No, I think we have an actual choice. This is a hard job and everyone needs to know that uh, from outside the profession and within the profession, it is a hard, hard job. And Mm. naturally, we have these... Uh, highs and lows and we spoke in our last podcast about that roller coaster of emotions mm. um, and there will always be times it will get us down and the November blues are exactly what is happening at the moment to mm. people that I've been speaking to in our group uh, what we need to do is realize that there will be the lows and we yeah. have to ride them out because if we can just ride them out I know there's a bottom yeah. It won't keep going down and down. There is a bottom to it and it will naturally progress back up. Yeah. It's not letting the emotion and the anxiety get to us, which is easier said than done. It really no. is. But um, I think that's but we a great... need all on support as well. Yeah. I think that's a great reflection, Steve. And I think I, I'm of the view we don't have to let it all keep us down. Um, we, we, just, we just don't. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm reflecting on times where I've seen... Um, I've seen other teachers or leaders in the profession that have inspired me and made me have the belief that I don't have to be pulled into this Mm. negativity. So I remember seeing um, Sir John Jones speak when I was um, at my first school. And I remember him talking quite passionately. It was around the time of uh, Michael Gove and how at that stage, (laughs) everyone was just blaming everything they hated about education on Michael Gove. And I'm not coming at this from a point of liking him. Don't, don't worry everybody. But (laughs) he made the point of, look, Michael Gove will come and go. So will an 101 other politicians. So will 101 other policies and priorities, but you're just going to, you're going to be the constant throughout that. And you're, you're in a position of, absolute privilege he used this word privilege and I remember almost feeling ashamed of myself because I was in a bit of a low at the time and I'd I'd stopped realizing that teaching was a privilege it just felt like a burden to me and I remember feeling almost shocked with myself Mm -hmm. that I'd started to see the profession as a burden rather than as a privilege and he really gave me a kind of a, a real kick up the bum to say no hang on a minute you're in a position of privilege this is a job to be excited about and it's up to me to reconnect with that passion. I don't have to, I don't have to let this kind of system I'm working with keep me down. I can do what's right for my children, but I, I do acknowledge that that's a lot easier if you're in a school or a culture that promotes what you're passionate about. Don't you think? Absolutely. I think uh, from a wellbeing stance as well as a, a culture, if we're all there and we're smiling from the top down, then we know that, there's a good aura, a good feeling, and it's just reminding ourselves of what are we doing? We are moulding minds and creating the next generation of learners and educators ourselves. 
And if we do that with positive atmosphere and attitude towards what our job is about, then the results will follow naturally. Absolutely agree with you, Steve. So what I'm really encouraging people to do is to have a, a brief bit of reflection and to think about points in your career was it that class was it that child you got through to was it that experience yourself as a child of school that got you passionate about education reconnect with that thought and that feeling because that will carry you through all stages that's still what's carrying me through this you know even though I'm a leader now rather than a teacher although I do still do Mm. some teaching that those thoughts are still what carry me through that passion for those children that otherwise might not engage and I think um, speaking of the leadership bit Steve I don't know about you but people quite often ask me when you get to leadership do you do you miss the kids do you miss teaching and I was interested in your reflection on that do you do you feel disconnected from the young people you work with now I had this exact conversation this week whilst at the swimming pool uh, with our year four children who are learning to swim one of the teachers said to me do you not miss teaching a whole class every day because they could see the enjoyment I was getting out of supervising and supporting the year fours in just going to and from the swimming pool but it was mm. connected with children that if I had my own class I would not have had the time to connect with these children so it really broadens who I can connect with yeah. whilst being in leadership and it's the opportunities like sitting down just listening to the pupil premium readers and yes our days are full of data the days they run in the school the upkeep um finance but of course when you have these moments of pure um enjoyment from working with children i work with a year six maths group and it's beautiful to just help them be the best they can be and it's all the little bits that actually make up you think do i miss a whole class sometimes naturally because i began as a teacher for my passion for the job of teaching Mm, but mm. when you can teach in different ways it's just a little spin on teaching smaller groups it's not just better because people can say, oh, the behavior is going to be easier because they're smaller groups. But I work with some of the most vulnerable children in the school. Yeah. And it's just seeing the immeasurables being met. When you can see that they're, they're improving in self-esteem and confidence mm. and they're, they're igniting something in themselves, you think it doesn't matter sometimes about the data and what they can put down in books, mm. which day to day is what the teachers are having to do. It's those little things you can't measure that go a long way to making that person a lifelong learner. Yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of just being the academic successor with the pressure on them being mm. how yeah. about you russell because i know you work with children in different ways as well oh um, yeah and that is it's it's easy when you go into senior leadership to um disconnect if you allow that to happen it's it's very much the onus is on the leader i believe and and the mm. culture of the school and what your head's like and you know the kind of permission you're given to still connect but oh, i'm just in a really good place right now where you know a typical i, I mentioned friday but I, I had uh at half 11 i had read uh bear hunt to the nursery children but, <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious and then i had had some time in the dinner hall sat down having lunch with children which again was something that loads of teachers do but quite honestly when i was class-based i really had a huge amount of time for that sort of thing i sit in there for a good 30 35 minutes and, and have a chance to talk to a lot more children. Um, I had my, my small reading group like you did. Um, you know, within a week, I might have a, you know, a um, couple of weeks ago, Monday assembly launching times table rock stars. And, you know, I have a, I get to connect with kind of like 400 odd children throughout my week mm. if I get my job right. And there are weeks where I'm conscious I'll come on, get out of the office and get into some classes a bit more. But I just think 
again, leaders are in a really privileged position. We can say, right, that'll do for half now. I'm getting up and I'm walking around that school and I'm getting into as many classes as we can. And I know we all have weeks where there's a lot on and we don't manage that as much, but we do have that flexibility. So I just feel like my class has gone from being a class of 30 to a class of 400. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. and I play a really pastoral role. And, and I'm, I'm very humbled by the fact that children get very excited about leaders coming into their classrooms, don't they? And they get very, it feels like a very special visit to them when you nip in. And I just feel really yeah. humbled and privileged when that happens. And, 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 and you go in and you have those little chats. And, and I just think, you know, sometimes I can have a 10 second interaction with a child where I put a smile on their face for the day or, um, you know, I remind them about something like Times Table Rockstars at the moment. Have you been on it at home this week? Come on, keep going. Um, and I've been really inspired a lot by um, Chris Dyson. If you haven't heard of him, folks, he's a head teacher um, of Parklands in Leeds, which is just an amazing school that I'm dying to visit one day. Mm. And he has a reputation for just really connecting with his children. If you're interested in him, we posted on our Facebook page an article he did for the TES. And in it, he talks about not following some research-based model for how to be a leader. He just serves his community. He just serves his children and their needs. And he's in a school with enormous levels of deprivation. And if you see little videos of him in the school where, I don't know, he's talking times tables with his children, what you see is connection. What you see is uh, a leader who absolutely loves his kids. And that just seeing that, I've uh, mentioned it on Twitter this week, just has really reconnected me. I thought, oh, that, that can be any of us. That can be any of us. We just have to put bureaucracy and stuff aside and go, why are we here? And he's, he's a great example of someone that's put well-being at the heart of his school, that have put the arts at the heart of his school in a really tricky, deprived area. This isn't in some leafy suburb, folks. A really tough area, and the results have followed. He's done it that way around, and that just gives me the courage to know that I can be that kind of leader. Yeah, and I, do you know what? From what I know about you, Russell, that's the exact leader that you will be when you have your own school in itself. It's brilliant that you're having the opportunity now to do that. Um, because mm. I was looking at what makes people go from teaching to leadership mm. and I, I read a, I saw a lovely quote which said that great teachers possess a combination of leadership qualities that can be respected by pupils parents peers and the community mm. I think that's where Chris has got it in he's got it sussed really and that yeah. um, like you said he serves the community but I'm sure the the parent relations the peer relations within the staff mm. and the pupils there's that mutual respect and understanding that they're all in it together for the right yeah, reasons. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think um, when people do say like, why do we go from teaching to leadership? Mm. It's because we are all natural leaders in our essence in that we, we lead a, tr a class, mm. we lead a, a year group, a phase. And it's just that, like you said earlier, the projection began from a, you teach 30 children, you teach 400 children. It's yeah. just opening our minds and uh, leadership can be seen as um, paper pushing and, you know, when you think you're losing that connection, but you've hit it now on the head where you said, just step back, take a moment, think about why we do it and leave the office and get in the classrooms yeah. and, and have the fun and the enjoyment. Use the yeah, technology yeah. that we have nowadays to make lessons that little bit more interesting. Yeah, we yeah, looked yeah. At, this week we was looking at moving, like some, uh, some teachers were saying, oh, could it be good to go to the, the more mundane maths lessons where it's um, not necessarily worksheet based, but formulaic as such okay. and I was, like, I was like absolutely no well whilst that can work for certain children like make your lessons 
ignite with passion and the children will follow you and that mm. naturally they will learn so much more. Mm. So I think it's um, taking that step back, igniting your own belly, fueling it with fire and then releasing that energy and passion you've got for the essence of teaching. Absolutely, absolutely. And there are going to be days where you're not completely on fire and feeling 100%. But mm. it's just, you know, we, we spoke about it in the well-being um, podcast and Steve reflected on that roller coaster analogy earlier. Just allow the normal up and down of your life to flow and don't let yourself feel like you're stuck in a rut just because you're having a down day or a down week you will just let let it take its course you'll come up again and and you'll reconnect and i just love the thought that some of you listening now are just yeah taking a moment to reconnect with what it's all about for you and you're going to have a an amazing week and and i'll tell you what you're going to do is you're going to absolutely make some child's week this week you're going to absolutely make someone's week because of something you say or something you do or a way you help them and just know that you're probably making an enormous difference in ways you don't know. <laughs> I, I always think back to that class I spoke about earlier, um, Steve, and, and, and one young man who I'd sometimes, some days, feel like I'd just been <laughs> on, on his case so much and I'd been so negative. And then, and then like, I'd go to my desk at the end of the day and there'd be this adorable little note from him saying, thanks for the most awesome day. And I think, <laughs> and I think I've been horrid to you today. But just even, even on those days where I must have felt stressed or thought I was being negative, he saw that I cared and he saw that I was persevering with him. So just know that even in those days when you're, you're feeling a bit rubbish because you're there and you're present and you're trying for those children, they will be noticing and they do notice. So, so well done and thank you. Um, so uh, Steve, I just thought I'd finish by reflecting on the fact that I'm in my thirties. It's a Saturday night and I'm, I'm sat with a glass of Prosecco talking to you <laughs> over a laptop. <laughs> How? Russell, can I just say something? It's my birthday next Friday. Is it? If I'm if I'm doing that same thing that we're doing tonight next Friday, there are issues because I'm turning thirty five and I just need to relax and get out and do something different other than sitting here having a lovely date night with you. Yeah, I mean it's special, but um, <laughs> yeah, my my wife is starting to get a bit funny about me um escaping into the spare room with a glass of wine and saying I'm calling Steve. So um, <laughs> on the, on 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 that bombshell, I think we we, yes. we better wrap it up. But guys, have a, an amazing week. We hope you uh, have had a chance tonight to just reconnect with what you're all about. Get in touch with us on Facebook through Make an Impact Education. I've now put a link on our Twitter sort of little bio so you can you can find it there uh, on Twitter at Dynamic Depths. And uh, yeah, talk to us and have an amazing week. Have a brilliant week, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't keep the deputy.